Sideline. My name is Noah Tyree, and I'm here with Chad Davis, Devin Davis, and Josh Duvall. How's it going? How's it going? And today, we're going to talk about some sports. Feel free to follow us on our Instagram and Twitter, at TheFTSPod. Don't forget to subscribe to our iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube account. Send in questions or comments to us at TheFTSPod at gmail.com for our mailbag segment. And be sure to visit our website from the sidelinespod.home.blog to read our latest articles and keep up to date with episodes. Well, Noah, not only are we going to talk about sports, but we're going to start a very special two-part episode previewing the upcoming NFL season, splitting it up by AFC and NFC. (laughs) (laughs) NFC. All right, Tom Hanks. (laughs) Freaking Forrest Gump over here. That's what I get for making fun of it. Where we're going to start a very special two-part episode of previewing the upcoming NFL season, which I'm sure we're all excited for football to be back. First part, we'll start with the AFC, and then part two, uh, next episode, in a couple weeks here, we'll do the NFC. Well, that certainly sounds like a plan there. It just sounds riveting. Riveting. Absolutely riveting. All right. Well, let's kick it off with the AFC East. So you can pretty much sum this up in one word. Bad. But we're still going to talk about it. So we got the Patriots, the Dolphins, the Bills, and the Jets. So we got the Patriots, and then we got Trash, Trash, and Trash. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sounds about right. I can see the Jets doing something this year. I feel like they could give a little shot towards the Patriots, especially their aging team. But and they have some very young assets, and if they can keep people like favorite person in the world, Robbie Anderson, healthy and as a healthy receiving target, I think I think they have a chance to do something here. And if Le'Veon Bell, you know, if he gets back to his old self before he decided to just not play, um, you know, that could be something good. We'll just have oh. to wait and see. Oh, according to him on Instagram, he said that he's going to get back all the people that he let down in 2018 fantasy-wise. So, Josh, I'm sure you'll love his apology. So the Jets last year finished a disappointing 4-12. and um, They're over-under for 2019, bumped all the way up to 7.5 for this upcoming year with the addition of Le'Veon Bell. Um, do we think another year of Sam Darnold and his development? What? You said Darnold weird. Yeah, you did not say Sam Darnold. Do we think another year of Sam Darnold? You said Darnold. You said it twice. <laughs> I guess I can't say the word Darnold then. Darnold. Darnold Sanders. Do we think another year of Sam Darnold's development, along with the addition of Le'Veon Bell, is worth three and a half wins? Me personally, think- I'm going to go no. And that's a big no. I think Sam Darnold will improve this year. I think he'll get better. Um, it just depends on Le'Veon Bell, in my my opinion. But I think they could reach it. I'm gonna I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the over. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the under. I don't think there's any chance that they go eight and eight. You think the Jets are gonna win at least eight games and go 500? It's nice that they have three or four wins built into their schedule. Uh, with the abysmal Dolphins and Bills twice, but uh, 
trying to find at least four more is difficult. I'm going to have to go on the under here, too. Uh, I, I don't trust Adam Gase's play calling at all. I didn't trust him in Miami. Uh, and I surely won't trust him with a halfback like Le'Veon and his personality issues. I don't see Adam Gase being able to control that all season. Um, he had a lot of trouble with <laughs> interceptions, particularly in Miami, and didn't really know how to run the ball well. Um it's just, it's just something we have to look out for. It's going to take more than just player development here to have them go over seven and a half. It's just, it's not. Gonna well, it looks like I'm all alone on the Jets, but yes, you are. Yeah, I am. I am. But we'll, we'll see who comes out on top here. You three losers or me. Um, okay. Well, let's see what. Uh, let's talk about the New England Patriots. Tom Brady, old man. He's going to need a walker out there this year, but. He's still going to play. Uh, has zero receivers, but it's Tom Brady. What do you guys think is going to happen? Hello, Julian Edelman. Ever heard of him? He's a PPR machine. I know he's getting up there in years, but if uh, anyone's shown us that you can defeat Father Time, I think it's Larry Fitzgerald. What exactly is the over-under for New England this year? It's, it's the highest of all the NFL teams, no surprise, at 11 and a half. Oh, I'm taking the under. I'm taking the under. This is 2019, 2020 season. I don't, I just, I can't. Brady doesn't have the roster to support the the stats that we're used to seeing from him this year. He just doesn't have the roster. You know, other than Edelman and Gordon, if he comes back from suspension, I guess. Um, that's about it for him. They don't have the tight end like they used to. They don't have Gronk. It's, the defense is sub. Par at best. Dante Hightower is getting up there in age. I think the defense is all right. It's not. It's no juggernaut by any means, but I think it's better than in previous years. Well, yeah, and it's just all around consistent. There's not a major hole in any position on the defense. Is it enough for them to get over 11 wins, though? I kind of feel like it's not. I mean, I don't think it'll be like a significant under, like literally maybe 10. But I don't think I don't think they'll get over 11. I. I can personally tell you I've never seen a defense lead to an over win total. So that's to the Bears last year. Well, did yeah. You the Bear- did you watch the Bears? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I think well, no, I just... has, uh, has some beef with you. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, no, I'm just going to say that Nikhil Harry has to have a big rookie season, and with Tom Brady throwing him the ball, that shouldn't be an issue. Tom Brady's the GOAT. I know he's like 42 or whatever, but... <laughs> he he's he showed no signs of slowing down anytime soon, and um, along with a a very porous division, couldn't have handed them more free wins than those three teams. Yeah, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my man Tom Brady, and I'm gonna take the over. When you have a free six wins built into your schedule, I mean, I'm not gonna bet against Tom Brady. Yeah, it looks like we split 2-2 on that one. Yeah. All right, well, moving on to two um, disappointing teams, to say the least. The Dolphins, their over-under is four and a half games. Also, the Bills are at seven and a half. I don't know about you guys, but I'm taking the under for both. Well, the fact that they gave the Bills seven and a half for their over-under is extremely generous. Yeah, Jesus, this isn't Eagles with Sean McCoy. No. Did you see what he did last year? Uh, nothing. That's right. He did nothing. He, he 
was bad. I had him in fantasy. I was very disappointed. I got rid of him for Jalen Richard, <laughs> if that says anything about how bad LaShawn McCoy is. Hey, he might even lose his job this year. Who knows? Well, when Buffalo has four... And Josh, Allen, Josh Allen might just be their leading rusher. Well, it's going to be pretty easy for him to have his job taken from him if his aging self does not step up his game and let these rookies make a name for themselves, uh, especially the younger backs. The Buffalo, in particular, has a very loaded uh, running back slot, and they need to figure out what they need to do, and they need to figure out who they're going to why are you all looking at me like? You said they I, have a loaded running back slot. You just said slot. Frank yeah, Gore said and Devin Singletary are loaded. <laughs> I mean, I meant in depth. That's three running backs. Frank Gore I is poo poo. Three running backs. <laughs> That's nothing new. Okay. Okay. Oh, one spot I would like to highlight for the Bills though is definitely their linebacking core and secondary. Um, with the players like Tremaine Edmonds really looking to make a jump this year. Uh, Lorenzo Alexander um, kind of clogging the middle of the defense. And Tredavious White and uh, Micah Hyde in the, in the secondary. Uh, I think their defense will kind of be consistent like it has been over the past few years. They just haven't found the offensive production to match it. They also have about as bad as of a receiving core you can get. Zay Jones has not been good. Robert Foster, their rookie last year, kind of emerged towards the end of the season. He might be good, who knows, but Josh Allen's accuracy is going to have to improve. While he is an underrated runner, um, he's definitely going to have to improve his accuracy. But again, that's also hard when your receivers can't get separation. Hey, they signed John Brown and Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley, that's what I was about to say. I mean, the GOAT, right? Um, Maybe he'll do something. Maybe John uh, Brown will do something. Yeah, point stands. I think Cole Beasley will make more rap records than he will touchdowns. Are we all going under on the Bills? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I'm going under right. the rest of the division. Yeah, I'm going under for Dolphins as well. The Dolphins are just a sorry excuse for an NFL team. They got rid of one bad quarterback in Tannehill and traded for another bad quarterback in Rosen. Still don't have a defense. They have, like, one good cornerback. Still don't have good receivers either. <laughs> Albert Wilson. <laughs> Kenny Stills. Hey, Albert Wilson was doing his thing in the midseason last year before he got hurt. I don't know how he can see with and that afro. You're right. Don't sleep on Fitzmagic. We all love the three to four weeks that Fitzmagic shows up and then decides to turn into a pumpkin. True, true. All right, so is everybody under for the Dolphins? Yep, I think it's consensus. Yep, yep. So, I was going to ask you all what you all think the order will be for the AFC East by the end of the year, but I think we can all agree. All in favor of Patriots, Jets, Bills, and Dolphins, say aye. 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 (laughs) All right, well, moving on from that, let's go to the AFC North. We got the Ravens, we got the Steelers, we got the Browns, and we got the Bengals. I'm sorry, Cincinnati. That's all I'm going to say. Yes, I, uh, I'm i sorry for the city of Cincinnati, but you will absolutely not be winning the division this year. Your roster is absolutely horrendous. The, the coaching hire you got after Marvin Lewis is nothing short of despicable. And, um, yeah, thank you for making me realize that being the fan of your team for the last eight years has been a waste. Thank you. 
The Bengals are finally a team that's not coached by Marvin Lewis since before I was born. <laughs> they finally got rid of the man. Yep. But you know who they get in return? Uh, year one head coach in Zach Taylor. I could not even tell you his schemes or anything. I hope it turns out well. Well, the over-under for the Bengals is six games, which is exactly what they won last year. So do you guys think they'll do better or they'll do worse? I think the Bengals will be worse next year. Their first-round pick and Jonah Williams is out for season. Their offensive line needed major help, and it's still the same. Andy Dalton's not good. Their defense isn't good. A.J. Green's also hurt, and he also has a lot of durability issues throughout the season just in general. Um, Joe Mixon is their only good player. A new coach in a tough division where they're clearly the worst team, and they have to play all those teams twice, which they should lose all of them. They might catch the Ravens once, but, yeah, I'm going under on six. Absolutely going under on six. Yeah, I agree. Under on six. So many problems. Yeah, I'm going to take the under, especially with the A.J. Green injury. All right, well, that's a uh, consensus under. Let's move on to the Ravens. Their over-under is eight games. What are you all thinking? Give me your thoughts. Come on, let's go. I don't know what to think of a team that runs a running back at quarterback. (laughs) That's that's a fair point. point. That's a point, yes. Look, if Lamar Jackson can just prove more than he can run it, I feel like they could go over, but until he stops running for 20 yards every three plays, I just I can't see him making it over eight wins. I just don't. They're going to catch on to the offensive scheme they run. Hey, Noah, I got a question. Even if Lamar Jackson can prove that he can throw the ball, can you tell me one player that's going to be catching it? Willie Sneed. What? Josh doesn't know the mascot of Duke, but he knows who the Ravens' number two wide receiver is. <laughs> There's a difference. <laughs> what? Yeah, the- I don't know college team names, but I can tell you players. So you have better luck remembering people. Yes, because I watch the people. I watch the people throwing the balls and playing on the field. I watch them. I pay attention to them. And when I watch a game, I never hear any announcers in college football go, oh, here come the Wildcats. No, they say Kentucky's got a so-and-so team. And I'm just like, well, okay, that's that's what I'm going to call them. I'm going to call them Kentucky, not the Wildcats. Actually, I hear that all the time, but, you know. Well, you know what? You know what? Let me do me. Let me do me, all right? But I know players, all right? They got Willie Sneed and Chris Moore. So the answer to your question is Lamar is going to be running a lot. Unless, like I was trying to say before we reminisced on old times of Josh knowing mascots, I could see maybe Lamar finding a tight end option with either Mark Andrews or Hayden Hurst. Uh, Both of them really need to prove something because right now they're kind of labeled as not the best in the league. But... If you can get a breakout here from one of those two, you may have an option to throw to. I do like their running backs, however. They got Mark Ingram, and they also got Gus Edwards. You know, Gus Edwards and Lamar Jackson, they did a lot last year when they were playing together. They were a nice little dynamic duo. Add Mark Ingram. They've just got another great running back that they can mess around with. They can bring in Gus whenever they need him, and then they've got that nice little trio of players. And don't sleep on the best kicker in the NFL. Yeah, uh, Justin Tucker for MVP, please. But 
I will say that they do need to tend to their defensive side with the loss of Weddle and Suggs. Uh, the defense is not going to be what it's been before. They're going to need to especially address the linebacking core. And it's just, it's going to be a down year for the Baltimore defense. It's not going to be what we're used to. All right. What do you guys think? Over or under? I'm going to take the under. I don't see them getting to nine. Probably be seven or eight, but I'm just not seeing the above 500 record. I'm going to go a slight under. I think they're a seven and nine team. I do like that they finally benched Joe Flacco last year, played their guy in Lamar Jackson, but. Honestly, to me, with the defense not as potent as it's been in past years, Lamar's going to have to improve his throwing ability. Obviously, he's a great runner. But, yeah, I'm just going to go a slight under. I agree. I'm going to go under on this one. They lost players on their defense, so their defense is lacking. Lamar, he can run, can't throw. And if he did throw, they have a pretty bad wide receiving course, so they're going to have to upgrade that too. So I'm, I'm, I'm giving the under. I don't think it's going to be a slight under. I think it's going to be maybe like five, five, six. That's hot takes right there. Hot takes. I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you those odds. I'll give you those odds. I don't have faith in the Ravens. Well, no, I absolutely agree with under, um, unless Lamar Jackson can throw for over 3000, 4,000 yards this season and show some promising receiver, like just randomly out of the blue and make him the number one target and get that option at tight end. And, the defense miraculously steps up to what they can be. Uh, I just don't see it happening. All right. And moving on to the team up the road, Pittsburgh Steelers. Their over-under is at nine. They also had nine last year. I, I, don't, I don't know on this one. I'm struggling. I'm kind of iffy. I'm like in the middle. One thing I'm kind of concerned about is Juju. Like, yeah, he had a great year last year, but stepping up to like the Juju. wide receiver – he's good he's good like don't get me wrong i think he'll have a great year but do you think he'll be good like as a wide receiver one he's gonna have to be going up against new cornerbacks that are much better than the cornerbacks that he went against last year i think he'll do good but i just have to it's like one of those i have to see it to believe it kind of things um ben he's ben james connor i like james connor we'll have to see what he does this year Devin, you can't sit there and wave your hands and stuff telling me that the reason Juju Smith didn't get those stats was because A.B. was doubled at least 10 out of the 16 games they played. Bro, Juju can be triple coverage and get his stats. I ain't worried about no defense. The D plays Fortnite and everybody loves him. Yeah, apparently. Let's give let's give the man a shot to prove himself at the wide receiver one slot instead of automatically assuming that he's going to go for 1,500 yards again. I agree. I agree. I have to see it to believe it. Yeah. Also, Big Ben is getting up there in age, too. He's like, what, 37, 38 behind a somewhat porous offensive line for Pittsburgh. It's just it, he's going to be their main receiving option, and teams are going to catch on to that. No, I kind of like the I kind of like the Steelers' offensive line. They were they've been able to pave the road for Bell and then Connor last year. I don't really see a hole on their offensive line. Villanueva's been a staple at tackle. Maurice Pouncey at center has been nothing short of stellar. I kind of like the the core they got with the offensive line. Uh, about the whole Juju thing, like one thing I think that they're gonna need is a second wide receiver to step up. Because all they really have is Juju. I mean, unless James Washington pops off, I don't really know what they're going to do. But he's going to need to step it up for sure. 
because everybody's going to be covering Juju because he's definitely, without a doubt, their number one receiver. So if they want to succeed in like the passing game, they're going to have to have a second guy to step up. Yeah, I like the Dante Moncrief signing. He's a really nice red zone target. And uh, Steelers' offense definitely has a lot of scoring opportunities. And I like the big body wide receiver that can go up and get the ball for Big Ben. I'm going under on Pitt. I don't see Big Ben putting up those numbers from last year. He can't keep doing that. Yeah, you just completely stole it. I was going to say, I was going to take an under on Pittsburgh as well. That's only because I think this is the year that Big Ben starts to struggle consistently the whole year, not just a game or two. They have one less good wide receiver. I still like James Conner, but their their defense is okay. But yeah, I'm going to go under. All right, you know what? Over. I think Dante Moncrief and James Washington are going to step up, and they're going to build their wide receiver core back up. I think Juju's going to have a good year. I don't think Ben's. I don't think Big Ben's done yet. And I think James Conner is going to do great. I think he might gonna, even do better than he did last year. I'm going to take the over as well. Uh, when you remove the um, toxic situation from the locker room with Antonio Brown, Big Ben, and Le'Veon, and just kind of move on from that whole killer beast, kind of taking a step forward with some of their younger wide receivers like Josh Minson. And, uh, again, I like the offensive line and what they've been able to do consistently over the past few years. So as long as Big Ben holds up, I'm going to take the over. And keeping the Cleveland tradition, we're going to keep the Browns for last. However, this time, sounds like they might finish first in the division. Their over-under is set at 9. What do you guys think? I just want to say that I've waited 20 years of my life to hear anything positive come out of Cleveland, and it's finally happening. I want to take the over. Like I think it's about time we may or may not see the Browns in the playoffs here, guys. There's a good chance this could happen. For the first time this episode, I'm going to break it out. I'm going to break out the lock. You can cash it. Take it to Vegas. Because this is a lock. Surefire over. No doubt about it. Literally every position has gotten better consistently. I mean, it's easy to do when you're the Cleveland Browns for the past decade. But nonetheless, Baker in his second year, stepping up, you give him the addition of Odell, who doesn't want one of the best wide receivers in the league. And when you look at the the opposite side of the ball, they added Olivier Vernon to go alongside Miles Garrett, Joe Schobert holding down the middle, Rudy Williams, Denzel Ward. I just can't find a hole in this team, I'm not going to lie. Stud players at every position, the acquisition of Odell, the emergence of Nick Chubb, they're now good defense. You all are forgetting about Kareem Hunt here. The suspended Kareem Hunt that comes back after eight weeks. That goes into the backfield with Baker Mayfield. I firmly believe in this team enough in Freddie Kitchen's play calling and the coaching staff of Cleveland and John Dorsey's finally smart decisions to where I can see them making the playoffs. Yeah, I think they'll make the playoffs for sure. No, I, to the divisional, not just wild card, the divisional. I, I agree, yes, 100%. You actually like Freddie Kitchens, Noah? Because that's kind of the only concern I have about the Cleveland Browns is the coaching. Anything's better than Hugh. Yes. 
anything's better than Hugh, but we're trying to make the play. We're trying to make the Super Bowl. I don't, I don't want better than Hugh Jackson. <laughs> I need I need Bill Belichick level. I need Sean McVay. <laughs> I don't well, need better than Hugh Jackson. <laughs> well, let's, I'm let's better see. than Hugh Jackson. I didn't go over <laughs> 32. Let's also not forget, Freddie Kitchens came in on an interim basis after Hugh Jackson got fired. So he didn't even have time to make his own playbook, his own play schemes, like none of that. He had to do all that midseason. And even midseason, he made Baker Mayfield do the rookie touchdown record of his play calling. So I absolutely support this guy, and I, I don't see why you wouldn't. That's a good point. I agree with Noah on that one. Solid input from Josh right there. <laughs> no, I fully expect the Cleveland Browns to surpass double-digit wins, easily make the playoffs, and they should win that division too. The Steelers might push them for it. I, I don't know. Like, but if I'm picking right now, I'm definitely going Browns. Well, considering I just took the Steelers under, yeah. <laughs> Guys, I'm telling you, it's changing times in the NFL, and it's about time Cleveland rises up. Moving on from them, how do you all see the standings turning out? I feel like we have a unanimous one, two, three, four. Uh, Browns, Steelers, Ravens, Bengals. Everyone agree on that? Yep. Sold. That is, that Sold. is it. All right. And moving on from the AFC North to the AFC South, we're going to start with the Houston Texans. Their over-under starts at eight wins. And keep in mind that they won 11 last season Guys, what are your thoughts here? I'll take the over. You're going to take the over? I'm going to take the over. I'm um, big Deshaun Watson guy. Hit 4,000 yards last year. I think he's more than capable of doing it again this year. And we got a guy like DeAndre Hopkins. Sounds pretty nice. So. And they get a couple key receivers back for the season start as well with Kiki Cutie and Will Fuller the fifth. And keep in mind, Will Fuller the fifth was that receiver that would go 40, 50 yards down the field catching the long bombs from Deshaun, and he was doing it exceptionally well rate. Exceptional. Not to mention they addressed the O-line situation just a little bit by drafting Titus Howard this year, and I, I certainly see them being a, a potential contender to come out here. Are we sure he'll still have enough time to get the ball to those receivers? Uh, I, st- I still don't like that offensive line. Deshaun's going to still be running for his life, and it'll be amazing if he <laughs> plays without getting hurt. Yeah, I will I will say that. Uh, Deshaun Watson does have a little bit of an injury-prone problem, but when he's healthy, he makes it matter. I don't know if I'd be more worried about Deshaun Watson or uh, Lamar Miller. <laughs> I, I'd what be a, more worried about backfield. Lamar Miller. Yeah, they need somebody that can do something back there because it's an abysmal backfield. I also like their defense. I think their defense is pretty dominant. I have concerns about their defense. So nothing but concerns. I mean, they have. Chad, I like. I like their defense. <laughs> they got tore up in the playoffs. <laughs> they only have pass rushers. Oh, I still like the defense though. It's just, but yeah, their, their pass rushers is what makes the defense. Yeah, their defense is ranked sixteenth, so it's not a terrible take. That's only because uh, the front seven is the reason they're sixteenth. The secondary is subpar. Yeah, their secondary isn't that great. I mean, obviously the pass rushers, J.J. Watt and Clowney, are studs to say the least. But there's not much going on behind there. 
I do like Lonnie Johnson as a sleeper. Watch him. Watch my boy Lonnie. The lanky dude from Kentucky. He can make some noise, Lonnie. I think, when you when you only look at Jonathan Joseph and Bradley Roby in front of him. So one last thing I'll say about the Texans. I love Kiki Cutie in the slot. He suffered from a lingering hamstring injury last year that kept him out of most of his rookie season. But when he did play at full health, he was just an absolute beast. And him pairing up with DeAndre Hopkins, I love that wide receiver core. And if he's healthy, I love him as a slot option. So what are we taking? Are we taking the over-under? Should I take the line on this one? (laughs) (laughs) It's a close one. Matter of fact, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm going line on that one. I'm going straight eight. Uh, I don't see their offense being bad enough to make them go under, but I don't see their defense being good enough to make them go over. So (laughs) I'm staying right at eight, guys. I'm sorry. Well, I'm taking the over. I think they're at least nine and seven, if not ten and six. I'm a big Texans fan. I like what they got going. And to me, I'm pretty confident in it, too. Me, too. I agree. Big Texans guy. Sean Watson, love him. DeAndre Hopkins, love him. The defense, J.J. Watt, Clowney, nothing's wrong. Well, except for their secondary. But other than that, they're pretty good. I think they'll take the over. Devin, you're sitting there cringing a little bit. What are your thoughts, man? <laughs> this is a this is a tough one, perhaps the toughest one this episode. But I think I'm gonna lean a slight over here. Definitely think it's more likely they go nine and seven than seven and nine. And moving on to the other contending team in the AFC South, one of my personal favorites. I don't know why. I just think they're fun to watch. I love Andrew Luck. But the Indianapolis Colts, over under for 2019, set at 10. Ironically, that is the win total they had last year. So, oh, yeah, I honestly don't even know what to take here. Um, I kind of feel like they could be right at 10. But if they, if their defense can play the way they did against Dallas last year and absolutely shut them out and make that a regular occurrence, I could definitely see them going over. But they also need to address the offensive issues that they have. And they need to figure out a running back that can take the pressure off Andrew Luck. Because Marlon Mack is extremely inconsistent. And Naheem Hines is Naheem Hines. And and who's the other one? I I don't even remember the other one. Jordan Wilkins? Jordan Wilkins, is that it? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't they get Spencer Ware? Yeah, they got Spencer Ware too. Okay, they have a pretty crowded running back, up, to say the least, to figure out the person to take the pressure off Andrew Luck. I don't really have much of a problem with Marlon Mack. I think he's kind of a good, kind of bruising running back. And then they have Naheem Hines, the third down specialist, pass catching back. But yeah, I, I can kind of see your point. But again, I don't really have a problem with it. I think Luck is, that shoulder after last year is back to 100%. They still got T.Y., yeah, I think the defense is probably the X factor of, of how good they do. I'm probably going to take a slight under, though. I think they're probably an 8-8, eight 9-7 and, eight, and seven team. This is a tough one for me. I know there's a lot of uh, buzz around injury luck, but there's not a lot of things I love about this team, but there's also not a lot of things I hate. They're just pretty solid all the way around. Paris Campbell should be nice depth at wide receiver. 
Uh, they get Jack Doyle back to pair with the Ebron, who is a touchdown machine. Defense is just solid. Darius Leonard, stud. Biggest Pro Bowl snub ever. Yeah, biggest. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Snubbed. I'll probably take a slide over. I don't love it, but it's. I just don't see him only winning nine. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to take a slide over, too. I mean, Andrew Luck, like everybody's saying, he could have an MVP season. Still got T.Y., Devin Funchess, just got Paris Campbell, Darius Leonard's amazing. I think their I think their defense is going to be really good this year. I think they're I think I'm going to take the over. I'm going to go. I'm I'm going to set my answer here because I I didn't say it earlier when I was talking, but I'm going to go over on the Indianapolis Colts purely because I forgot about how extraordinary the offensive line was last year and how well they protected Andrew Luck. Uh, if Andrew Luck can have that MVP caliber season behind that offensive line, he throws for over 5,000 yards. And if they can, especially if they find the running back to take the pressure off of him and keep him on their toes, thinking it could be a draw play or something coming out of the shotgun. Uh, that's really what this team relies on. A running back breakout and maybe some more help in their secondary defense. That's it. I agree with that offensive line statement 100%. I remember not too long ago when Andrew Luck was literally running for his life every time he dropped back. But yeah, the improvements they made is just outstanding. Moving on, we have the Tennessee Titans sitting pretty at seven and a half games when they won nine last season. Derrick Henry, that's what I can say about this team, I guess. Not Corey Davis. Not Corey Davis. As somebody who's had him... In fantasy, since he was a rookie, I can say that he's been very disappointing. Very overhyped. Hasn't lived up to it at all. So I'm just not a fan of their wide receiver core. But yeah, Derrick Henry's good. I don't know what else to say. I think I think uh, this is a prove-it year for Mariota. Uh, he has certainly not been the Heisman quarterback coming out of college that we thought he would be in the NFL. I just... To be quite honest, I just see this team going under. The defense was got absolutely shredded last year, more times than I can count. Uh, they had a chance to make the playoffs, um, didn't because of defense. I don't see this team coming out. Going off what you said about Mariota and what Josh said about Corey Davis, I don't entirely feel like Corey Davis' struggles is all his fault. I feel like having an incompetent quarterback is part of those issues. No one else needs to be paid attention to defensively. Corey Davis is their only guy. I like their one-two punch duo running backs in Deion Lewis and Derrick Henry the best. Um, I'm probably going to go under on this one. Under seven and a half, yeah. I just, I just don't like this team at all. I really don't like the offense outside of um, Derrick Henry. Um, so I'm going to take the under also. Are we all taking under here? Yeah, I think I'm going to lean under. I actually kind of like their defense quite a bit. It's uh, probably one of my favorites, especially with considering how under the radar it is. Uh, but I just don't know that they're going to have enough offensive production to keep up uh, more of the prolific scoring teams, especially in the AFC. So I'm going to take a slight under. All right, well, I think moving on to the final team in the AFC South, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well... Are we just going to immediately talk about the defense? Because that's all I think about when I hear Jacksonville. 
Their defense is baller. They've got a great defense. Yep. Uh, no matter how bad they underperformed last year, which they did by historic standards, too, with that type of roster, they should have not played that bad. I really see them having a bounce back here. I see them being the Saxonville that we had in 2017 that was absolutely absurd. And I just see it. I just see that defense be back may help them come out over here. Uh, I do not think Nick Foles' acquisition is the move for the future. Every other place other than Philadelphia, he's not really played well. It's really risky to sign him to what they did. I, just, I, I agree with that. I'm not a big Nick Foles guy. But I just wanted to throw this out there. The addition of Josh Allen as well, their defense this year, I, I agree they're going to have a bounce back here. You got Clays Campbell, you got Jalen Ramsey, you got all those guys, and now you got Josh Allen. I love that pick by then. He wasn't supposed to fall that far. He did. Jacksonville already has a really good defense. On top of that, got Josh Allen, one of the best edge rushers coming out of college last year. Um, Nick Foles definitely isn't the move. I know he had a hot playoff run, led the Eagles to a Super Bowl. That was a fluke, in my opinion. Uh, Not going to be much of an upgrade from Blake Bortles, I'm sorry to, sorry to say. Fournette's going to have to stay healthy. And also, they don't have a good receiving core. But their defense is great. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disagree with you on the Blake Bortles part because I honestly think a $5 bag of chips is better than Blake Bortles. <laughs> Any day of the week, I would take Nick Foles over. Well, yeah, I would, I'm not going to allow that. I, I agree with that. I'm not going to lie. I didn't like Blake well, Bortles. I would too. It's just I'm saying it's not not a significant upgrade. That's a significant upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> But their their wide receiver core, it's not that great. I mean, they've got D.D. Westbrook, Marquise Lee. Uh, that's about it. I think they have Terrell Pryor, too, right? They got him. DJ Chark. They picked up Chris Conley as well out of Kansas City. So he's a he was a very downfield threat for Mahomes last year. Also, Leonard Fournette, that's an issue. If he stays healthy or not. If he can make it throughout the whole season, there's potential there. Yeah. Yeah, but he's not running behind uh, anyone that can block a, block uh, yeah. a quarter. So, yeah, it's probably the worst offense in the league, in my opinion. And they have the same win total as the Titans with a significantly worse team, worse schedule. I'm going to take a surefire under. Yep, that's my lock. Uh, I would absolutely lock Jacksonville under. Unless Foles magic appears the entire regular season. Shut it, lock it, chain it, block it, under, 100%. Easy under for me as well. Yeah. Well, getting through all that, how do you see this division turning out? I don't think this is going to be unanimous like the last two have been. Yeah, I doubt that. I'm going to go Texans, Colts up there at the top, a drop-off, and then Titans and Jaguars at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go Houston, Indianapolis, Tennessee, Jacksonville. Uh, I'm going to take the Colts to win this division. Not sure if we're thinking of the same Texans team here, but nonetheless. Uh, and then the Texans, Titans, and Jaguars. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with Devin. I'm going to take the Colts here. I just, I hate Lamar Miller. <laughs> <laughs> That's simply my only reason. I hate Lamar Miller. All right, so. you know, good enough. And moving on to the last yet probably most potent division 
in the AFC, the AFC West, with Kansas City, Los Angeles Chargers, Denver, and Oakland. I guess I, I kind of want to start with the fun one here. Let, let's start with Oakland. I can't believe you just said fun and Oakland yeah. in the same sentence. Yeah, I thought we thought fun meant like good or like exciting. Might score more than a touchdown or field goal per game. Oh wow! I mean, I guess I guess if you're thinking fun as in like the other team might win by like fifty plus, I guess we're on the same page here. <laughs> oh, I meant fun as in to talk about. What what what's over under here? It is six. Six. Six for Oakland. Their defense is horrendous. Well, you know why their defense is horrendous? Because they traded one of the best pass rushers in the league the league has ever seen. Yep. I'm pretty sure their defense finished dead last in fantasy last year, didn't they? Probably. But, I mean, Josh Jacobs, Antonio Brown, two good players. To me, this is like Jacksonville except flipped. The offense looks somewhat pretty good. A little bit. <laughs> With Derek Carr as your quarterback, the offense is good, huh? What? Okay. Devin, you okay over there? Somebody the said their offense was good? The offensive line was terrible last year. I'll say that, but you put Derek Carr behind a stable offense, he may actually do something. We saw that for like eight games. Then he broke his leg, and I don't think he's the same player ever since. Well, let's also and does John? And I don't think John Gruden knows how to run an NFL offense anymore. So, I don't think John Gruden knows how to run an NFL team. Period. Well, but they're stuck with them for a good while unless they decide to fire. So, and Im- imagine Antonio Brown being on an even worse team. He's going to be throwing fits all the time. There's just going to be bad chemistry. He's going to be out there whining every play because his team sucks. I would like to call out an old-time event of Randy Moss going to Oakland. Do you remember what happened to Moss in Oakland? He did absolutely nothing because it sucks the soul out of you to play there. If you think... (laughs) (laughs) If you think Antonio Brown, regardless of the Hall of Fame caliber player he is, because he is, he's done a lot of things that receivers haven't. He honestly... I, I, I just don't see it working out for him. I really don't. You see, he is, he is a Hall of Fame wide receiver, but he also had a Hall of Fame quarterback throwing to him. Now he has Derek Carr. You know, I think I think Antonio Brown strikes me more as a Las Vegas type of guy. Yeah, certainly does. Probably the maybe, only maybe reason he decided to go to the Raiders. Yeah, they're planning for the move already. All right, well, because of all those reasons, I, I'm, taking, I'm taking the under. That's a big old for me, under. I'm going to go under. Because they're in a tough division with the Chiefs and the Chargers. Yep. Yeah, that's an, that's an under for me as well. Clean sweep, easy. All right, well, moving on from Trashland, let's go to Denver, the Broncos. What's the over and under for uh, Denver? Seven. Seven? Um, mm. I don't know exactly what to think of a team that thinks the best replacement to Case Keenum is Joe Flacco. <laughs> That's John Elway, the quarterback whisperer for you. Honestly, John Elway looks like he actually whispers to horses, so I don't trust anything like that. He's made terrible. Like here, I want to I want to name a couple, and I want you all to tell me the relevance and mediocrity all these quarterbacks scream. Okay, Paxton Lynch. <laughs> Garbage. Garbage. Waste of a first round pick. Didn't they trade up to get him? Yep, absolutely oh, did. What a 
An abysmal move. Yeah, that's what you get for drafting a quarterback out of the American Conference. Uh, <laughs> uh, who's the other one? Uh, Brock Osweiler. That's a fun one to talk about. No, it's not. <laughs> Brock Trashweiler. Next one. Literally every quarterback after Peyton Manning has been absolute garbage. Chad Kelly? Chad sure Kelly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And now they have an old Joe Flacco. I know. What is wrong with that? I don't. They won the Super Bowl like five years ago. What happened? Yeah, this just spells doom for Drew Locke. <laughs> Anyone that was touting Drew Locke before the draft, you can go ahead and <laughs> write him off because unfortunately, Denver is not the place for aspiring young quarterbacks. Uh, not only the awful quarterback situation that they have, awful oh. wide receivers. <laughs> Yeah, Manuel Sanders is getting up there in age. Cortland Sutton, I thought, had a pretty productive rookie year. I, I won't lie to you there. I don't hate their wide receivers. Yeah, it's not that bad, but I will say that their defense, the great Broncos defense that we've known for a while, is definitely aging. Chris Harris is over the age of 30. Von Miller is over the age of 30. They lost Brandon Marshall. They've lost Bradley Roby. The secondary is not what it used to be. It's looking very grim and Denver right now, I, I definitely see them even being as a lock for being. I'm taking under two. I agree. They lost a lot of people uh, on their defense. Um, Joe Flacco, that's a Joe no-no for me. Um, I mean, they've got Philip Lindsay. He's promising. That's the only thing good I can see out of the Broncos right now. And Von Miller, too, if he can still keep it up. I'm going to go a fat under on this one. I'm going to clearly and easily make this my lock. Broncos under seven. Their best receiver, Sanders, is old, still recovering from a torn Achilles. Their best player is Philip Lindsay, who is an undrafted rookie. Their quarterback's Joe Flacco. Give me the under all day. Lock it in. I'm going to jump on the bandwagon and take the under as well. All right. Now, this is where it gets fun, guys. This is where it gets real fun. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the Los Angeles Chargers. I see them being over for any amount they have. Their their offense is superior. The defense is even better. So Oops. you're taking the over on 16. You're kidding. <laughs> you said any amount, so I gave you 16. Oh, wow. Did they that... win the bye week, too? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you go 17-0. But no, they finished 12-4 last year. Their over-under is set at 10 this year. What? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I absolutely see them doing better than 10 and 6. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I'm taking that over. I'm a big Phillip Rivers guy. Got Melvin Gordon, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. Dude, I will come say on. They will not have Melvin Gordon if they're not smart enough to pay yeah, him. Yeah, uh, I don't think Melvin Gordon is going to be playing very much in the Chargers. Oh, anything. that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. So, potentially Melvin Gordon, but, like, still. Austin Eckler's been a solid replacement. I too. actually... I actually like Austin Eckler. He was a good good backup, good replacement whenever Gordon was hurt. That defense is superior. Joey Bosa, Derwin James is an absolute stud. The defense, to me, is one of the best in the league. The offensive line could use some help, especially with Old Man Rivers getting up there in age. They're, they're going to need to protect him a little better. Was he have, like, 20 kids now? Uh, I think it's, like, 9 to 12. Ah, gotcha. <laughs> But no, they also have Hunter Henry back at tight end. I love him. I love him. He's going to be a beast in the red zone. Absolutely. I love Hunter Henry. 
Yeah, they've really had to fight off the injury bug the past few years, and they even added Thomas Davis to their linebacking core. So when you add Casey Hayward back into the mix, Denzel Perryman, he got injured late in the season. This is a stacked roster. I just need them to have a consistent good kicker. I can't tell you how many games they lost because their kicker, whether it be Josh Lambeau or whoever, missed just straight up chip shots. The day the Chargers get a kicker is the day they win a Super Bowl. If they can address some special teams issues as well, I'm glad you brought up the kick situation. If they can address some special team issues, I could see them breaking over even 12. Yeah, I'm definitely taking over. Um, Phillip Rivers, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, amazing defense. What more do you want? If I had to take a second lock, this is my second one. Chargers over 10. Yeah, I love it. That'd be my second too, guys. I'm on board. All right, well, uh, moving on to the final team of the AFC West and the final team of the AFC altogether, Kansas City Chiefs. What's their over and under, boys? Ten and a half. Really? That seems a little high. Okay, let's address the issues right away. They lost virtually everybody on the defense. They lost Kareem Hunt. They've had a couple offensive linemen retire. I just... Regardless of the superstar stud that Patrick Mahomes is and his ridiculous passing ability, I just don't see him being able to lead that team over ten and a half. They lost uh, they lost a couple key receivers as well. Even though Tyreek Hill surprisingly is still going to be playing for them, I just I don't see them having the same success as last year. Yeah, I agree. I don't think they will. Losing Kareem Hunt was big in in my eyes. Um, they're going to have to depend on Damian Williams, I guess. Uh, if Sammy Watkins can step up and be a nice like wide receiver, too, to Tyreek Hill, they've got potential there. And Patty Mahomes, he's amazing. So, eh, I'm going to take the under. I hate Sammy Watkins. I don't think he's good. I've never thought he was good. I have to see it to believe it with him. I just, I just don't think he's good. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of regression coming for the Chiefs and Mahomes, especially. Uh, don't, there's no way they can sustain the offense they had last year. Damian Williams was a nice, a nice find. I'm not gonna lie; he's definitely stepped in nicely to fill in the backfield. But still, the defense is really, really painful. Frank Clark was a nice addition. And they still have Chris Jones on the interior, but Anthony Hitchens and Reggie Ragland as your linebackers, just, it's not doing for me on the defensive end. Could definitely see that being the reason they take a step back. Their defense was horrendous last year, and they lost most of their good players they had on it. So if anything, it's going to be even worse. And under no circumstance should their over-under wins be higher than the Chargers. I'm going under. Absolutely. Under. Yeah, I'm definitely taking an under. Definite under. So how do you guys see this division? I'll start this one. Chargers, Chiefs, Denver, Oakland. I second that. Yeah, I think I'm... uh, Yeah, I'm going to go Chargers, Chiefs, Denver, Oakland, yeah. Well, clearly Chargers and Chiefs are one and two. Oh, you're trying to figure out between Denver and... Between Denver and Oakland, yeah. Oh, this is tough. I hate Denver, but I also hate Oakland. 
They're both awful. You know what? Give me Oakland. Oakland, Denver. All right. O- I think Oakland has more talent. Oh, Oakland and talent in the same sentence. <laughs> Have you. Their defense. Hello. Yeah, but Denver on offense just isn't good. I think I think the Raiders' offense is better than the Denver's defense. If I had a choice between a lizard making a three-pointer and the Raiders' defense preventing a touchdown, I'm taking that lizard. Yep. That's how <laughs> terrible they are. Well, maybe my reasoning is flawed, but I'm, I think the Raiders finish ahead of the Broncos. Write it down. Do you see a team in particular in the AFC that you could see surprising everybody? And actually making playoffs. I got one. The New York Jets. You know what? I'm going to go with your bet there, too. Here, let me lay it out. It's not as crazy as it sounds. Sam Darnold makes the leap as a year two quarterback. Adam Gase comes in as a new head coach in a new new situation outside of abysmal Miami. I don't think it's terrible. Avion Bell makes, makes a big signing, big splash. Defense steps up. Jamal Adams becomes the anchor in the secondary. You know what, Devin? You're absolutely right. I take my bet with Jets. Absolutely right. Every reason stated by Devin is my reasoning why. Hmm. I was going to say the Titans. Just because I like their defense and Derrick Henry can pop off. If Corey Davis and Mariota can step up, then they could potentially do it. Uh, On you, Chad. Oh. Josh goes Titans. Me and Devin go Jets. They're probably not as big of a sleeper as the Jets or Titans. But I'm going to go with the Ravens as a sleeper, given the division they're in. The Browns and Steelers are clearly the best two teams in that division. They'll have to surpass a team like the Colts or the Texans and the AFC South for that wild card spot. And then you got the AFC West with the Chargers and the Chiefs. But if Lamar Jackson improves exponentially and their defense actually isn't as bad as people think um i could see the ravens sneaking in there the only way i see baltimore even sneaking into the playoffs is if they beat cleveland twice that's it (laughs) exactly they're not gonna beat cleveland twice especially at cleveland that's not gonna happen i honestly can predict a I want to predict an unbeaten home record for Cleveland, but I honestly, if that doesn't happen, they don't lose more than one game. Cleveland is going to lose its mind. I want people to understand this. Agreed. They can finally take the bags off their heads. Exactly. Cleveland is going to be the new Foxborough. I I want you all to be prepared for that. Well, guys, let me ask you this. Have you ever wanted to go see the Browns live in action? Oh, I do this year. Yeah, you bet your Billy Bottom I do. Well, let me tell your Billy Bottom what. You need to download SeatGeek. You need to go on that app, and you need to find a ticket to a Cleveland Browns game. When you go on that app, when you click on that seat, you see a rating from 1 to 10 being good or bad. So go for those 10s. Also, if you want to, you can get $20 off. How, you ask? Our promo code, FTSPOD. Put that in that little promo code tab, and guess what? You got yourself $20 off. Don't forget it. F-T-S-P-O-D. And that concludes our AFC Over Under preview. Please follow our social media on Instagram and Twitter at the FTS Pod. 
and leave any questions or comments or even your picks for the over-unders to the FTSpod at gmail.com. Bye, have a great time. Have a great time.